0: Put some respect on my name. First and foremost, my numbers are better than 15, 16 or so guys that are currently in the hall. Here's the hand to Taylor looking for some cutback. him looking for
1: Fred go. He's across the 30. Look at him run. Fred's going. He's
2: at
0: the 50, the 40. you will Y'all finish 30. or y'all done? 20, 10, 5, touchdown. Fred Taylor. I'm talking modern day guys at my position. When my name come up, respect. with my name. I'm there. the twenty. Fred's on the run to the twenty-five, to the
3: thirty. He's going forty. Fred fifty. Fred forty. Fred thirty. Fred twenty-five Y'all 20. you know
0: my name put some respect on You look at the guys that are in the Hall of Fame from a defensive standpoint. Ray Lewis, Derrick Brooks, look at all these other guys, they're trying to put in the Hall of Fame Gerard on the get, here's Taylor, busting Dang.
3: through, Fred
0: Taylor making the cut, Taylor is gone, touchdown Jacksonville These the same dudes that I murk every Sunday When my name, come up, respect i playing with my name, I, my name. I ain't gonna go right it on, it. on it. But he knows he
3: doesn't have a big play team and Jacksonville does Draw play. Taylor skips two tackles. All right, and here we go. Bye bye. bye. Brock Marion chasing. Brock Marion still chasing. Gets help from Smith. Touchdown. No flags. On 90 yard run.
0: Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done?
3: 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith,
2: Mike DiRocco, and my pocket. Dylan Denmark. All right, good morning everybody. Happy Thursday. Glad you're along. Jaguars Today marching through the week towards Sunday night football. Hopefully a better primetime showing than the last home game just a couple of weeks ago against the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals. And we'll see how that all goes. Tony Smith, how are you? Doing well. How's your pocket? This
1: morning. <laughs> it's a little just fun, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, and Tony got out of it a little bit easier today. I usually donate my breakfast to Taylor Dahl mm-hmm. for the breakfast bowl but she had the morning off. Yeah. so
1: I got to feel what it was like
4: whenever Dempsey was yes. buying breakfast. <laughs> Someone just wasn't that is the most unbelievable thing. I'm the only saying, time, man. It's like Dylan and I got to pay full price, and you guys get off for like, 30% off. Show
2: up for work, D-Rock. Mm-hmm. What what can I tell you? You know?
4: <laughs> D-Rock, you look snazzy
2: today, by the way. Spiffy. Spiffy. Yeah, thank uh, you. ESPN court reporter Mike DeRocco. Yeah,
4: headed to the federal courthouse. You know, uh, this afternoon for the Amit Patel stuff. You allegedly steal twenty-two million dollars from the Jacksonville Jaguars. D-Rock will hunt you down. Yes, I will okay. be at your court hearing. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> First trip to federal court for Mike Drocko. Well, so. that's good. <laughs> that is always a good thing, and and it's not because my name is involved in any way. That's also good. Excellent, excellent. Yes, I've not uh, set foot in a federal courtroom
2: myself. Hope to never have the pleasure. You know, I suppose do people they have like uh, jury duty for federal court? Is that? How's yeah. that work? They, they do just uh, like federal jury. Yeah, yeah they have grand juries and stuff like that. Okay.
4: Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I have never been called, thankfully. Now, I've been called locally
2: a couple times. Then didn't get. I got picked once, and then they uh, they plea bargained it. Like literally,
4: as we were walking in to be seated. Yeah, so. yeah. that happens. Uh, I got out of jury duty like normal jury duty the same way. I was kind of looking forward to it. I wanted yeah. to sit through a case. Yeah. Decide someone's fate. Totally. It'd be kind of fun, yeah. Sit in judgment. My
1: dad's been on two juries where they actually went to trial. It was yeah. both like traffic stuff yeah. is what it wound up being, but still he got to go through the actual process. Oh, man, it. if
4: I'm sitting in there and I don't get like at least a you know, major theft, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> on ju- I, mean, I don't want to sit in jury duty for some dude who's mad he ran a red light and says the cop blew it. That's just a waste of yeah, everyone's it's, time. It's
1: like a traffic dispute. Right. That would be uh, well, And as you know, D-Rock, once the cop shows up in that one, uh, you're in pretty big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
2: don't know. You know, nowadays, so many people are filming in the cab of their truck or car or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there have been cases. We've all seen the videos on social media that officer comes up with one particular point of view and has a second one after they realized the whole thing was recorded. And, uh, sure.
1: you know, it happens like that, too. That I'm officer sure. may not be showing up to court or two. May not right. be. He <laughs> <For a while. laughs> yeah. may not be. I'm <laughs> not saying. And then, yeah. you know,
2: anyway, uh, we're getting way far afield. D-Rock, tell us, what's the mood? You were down there yesterday. Yeah. So, um, players compartmentalizing, you know, that one's done. Are we on to the Ravens? Or is there a, a two-week we're letting this slip through our fingers hang over what what would you assess the uh the mood and the spirit of the team to be?
4: um there's no panic. they're not oh my God, the sky is falling um there is a sense of we're still eight and five and control our fate in the division, which is the thing you have to focus on first mm-hmm. um so from that standpoint, their attitude and their you know, is good i do I do get a sense. Um, uh, of a little feeling of annoyance and frustration and anger at uh, who's the annoyance directed at? At themselves, okay, because they they feel like look, they could have won both of those games had they not committed so many self inflicted errors. Uh, what was it? Five pre snap penalties uh, this past week. Um, they went up to a to a a place that the. the The Browns' defense had given up an average of 10 points per game at home. This team put up four touchdowns on them. Now, I get it. One was late, and, you know, you're trying to come back, and they were in prevent defense. But the bottom line is you don't think other teams were in that position, too? It's still a fact. Yeah. It's still a fact. I mean, they put up 28 points, essentially, I guess 27, um, against uh, the number (laughs) one defense in the league, and now they've got the number two defense in the league. So they feel like they've been – they should be sitting here with 10 victories – and this is the game that decides the number one seed in the AFC. That's what that that's the they're annoyed that they're not in that position. So when you watch Trevor Lawrence over the last couple
2: weeks in game, mm-hmm. right? Obviously had the reaction when he got hurt. Part of it was directed at Parker Washington, part of it was directed at damn my ankle hurts, whatever. Right. Last week, though, he had a very demonstrative reaction towards Calvin Ridley you know pointing at his eyes as if to say look back at me look back and you know obviously through where he thought Ridley was going to sit down on the route Ridley kept going never turned his head what do you make of Trevor is is this just like hey enough's enough we we can't let this slip through our fingers anymore if it takes me getting in somebody's face at this point cuz I'm not saying he's not an emotional guy or anything like that or you know but he he's not that guy who generally hasn't called guys out to where you see it as clearly as you did. Is that just circumstance, or is that the buildup of, you know, just disappointment with the way things have gone, or is this a reflection of, man, things should be better in some of these
4: areas 14 weeks into the season? I think it's the last thing you said, and it's also frustration at himself because he's missed throws, and he's made mistakes uh, that have cost them. And frustration at the fact that the offense had started to get rolling a little bit. And then now they're just back to doing some of the things they did in that losing streak earlier in the season where they're just committing dumb penalties uh, and, and hurting themselves. And it's partly frustration at the fact that his best receiver, the guy he trusts the most, is out and partly frustration that they can't run the ball and partly frustration that you know, they're on their 17th left tackle. I mean, I think it's all of that together. And and I do think he is, you know, growing as a leader. Um, but he was pretty, pretty quick to say, look, you know, I just can't – I'm not yelling at guys and calling guys out publicly um, just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's not my personality. That's mm-hmm. what he was saying. It's like, you know, we need accountability among ourselves. And he was very adamant in saying, hey, look – I need to be called out by my guys if I'm making mistakes like this. If I'm making mistakes that are costing us, I need to be called out by that by my teammates as well. And he said, you know, that self accountability is sort of what should get them out of this little funk, if you want to call it that, that they're in. Well, you heard that in the post game comments of Trevor Lawrence, right?
2: After yes. a little cooling off, you come out and he was asked about the lack of communication or was that an issue on some of those turnovers, and he wouldn't talk about anybody else's role but his own, talking about I need to put the ball in a better place and all this stuff, even if it's not.
4: Which is what QBs do. It's what what the
2: corporate face of the franchise does, and I don't say that in a negative way, right? Like you just absorb some of the slings and arrows that are being thrown out there, and that's part because you know you're going to get an overabundance of the praise and credit when things go well in the passing game. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, that's pretty reflective of what you see from Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to be the finger pointer. So no. that's why I thought it's been pretty stark to
4: see him react this way the last couple of weeks that you don't typically get that from. Yeah, he's, he's frustrated. Um, and, you know, and, and the thing of it is, everybody asks on social media, they ask me all the time, why aren't guys like Elijah Cooks more involved? Why aren't guys that before Parker Washington got, or before Chris... Or Christian Kirk got hurt. Why, why isn't Parker Washington playing? Well, it's because of stuff like that. That's why those guys aren't playing. They're not at a point where they're trusted to be able to do the right thing at the right time, to read the coverage, to be on the same page with Trevor Lawrence. And people say, uh, well, you know, they've practiced all year. No, no, they haven't. They did a lot of that work in training camp. But Parker Washington is not practicing until, you know, Christian Kirk got hurt. He's getting a handful of reps. Yeah. He's not practicing with with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he's running scout team stuff. Uh, Same thing with Elijah Cooks. Um, There's no level of trust with those guys that they're going to be able to make the right read. Uh, You know, the the Parker Washington play where, where Trevor got hurt, Christian Kirk reads that the way Trevor's reading it, turns around, sits, there's the throw. And, you know, now it's third and three maybe if he gets tackled immediately and it's a much shorter field goal. You know, that was, you know, a seven-yard sack, and now you're looking at 48 yards. So that's the kind of stuff that Trevor and the other receivers are usually in tune on because they've done it so many times together. And, you know, it's frustrating from, from anyone's standpoint when, you know, you're expecting something to be done a certain way because it's always been done that way and that's the right way to do it and it doesn't get done that way and you know and that's in all walks of life or whatever so that's you know that that's that's part of him having to grow to be honest with you because to get to the point where you know if if they do indeed sign Trevor to this big long-term extension which we all expect to happen okay at some point even though the the um What do you call it? The salary cap is going to go up significantly. You can only afford to really have two, three, maybe four big time money guys on your team. Correct. Yeah. So, what you have to have happen is your quarterback be able to elevate those guys around him and and get those guys around him to play at a higher level that maybe may not be, you know, fifth or sixth year receivers that have worked with him for a while. Look, it's the same thing to a lesser degree that what Patrick Mahomes is going through in Kansas Thinking City. The same thing, right? It, it, like, you know, he's got to be able to drag those guys to a different level and get them higher. You know, he's got Kelsey, who he trusts, but it's clear he doesn't really trust any of those other guys. Right, you got like an elite center, you've got Chris Jones, right? You've got a handful of guys,
2: right. but it, it's not, last year one of the keys to their success was they had a bunch of really young defensive backs that played – well beyond their years of experience right and you need some of that kind of you need rookies and you need all kinds of contributions and guys having career years and all these things if you're really going to have a championship type season so hey uh it's not over with yet for sure Jags are in first place and they'll be in first place no matter the outcome of this week's game we'll get Mike's thoughts on uh, the matchup between Jacksonville and Baltimore also today's Chad and Sandy, real estate question of the day is out there for you, asking something similar to yesterday, Tone, where we asked you, you know, which of these guys' performance down the stretch, if they had a big one, would give you the most confidence mm-hmm. going into the postseason? We had Etn, Ridley, and Trayvon Walker. Today, we're asking, other than the two obvious ones, Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, which three players will have the biggest impact on the Jags' success in the final month of the regular season? Can it be any three players. On the roster that you think of, Uh, D-Rock had an interesting uh, trio that we might get into a little bit later on. So hit us up today. On social media, if you like, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at ESPN Duraco, and at 1010XL Denmark. Oh,
0: my pocket!
2: Pockets, the, uh, the winner of the breakfast bowl last week. Yeah. High score, at mm-hmm. least. how did What did he get? Uh, stat corrected? What did he have, 109 this week? I thought he had a 111 one o- uh, no. earlier this week. Was that not the case? No,
1: it was never it's always
2: one oh, yeah, He's not good enough to get 111. <laughs> 109, nice week for Pockets. He'll no be doubt. picking last Today We'll do that in the uh, second hour of the program. We invite you to be a part of it at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Hit us up uh, on social media as so I just gave out the handles or in the YouTube chat as well. You're listening to Jaguars today. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DiRocco, and Dylan Denmark on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: It's a Mike DiRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today. is brought to you by
2: Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. Pockets, they've all cleared out. They've had enough of me. <laughs> I really, I mean, if that's truly the case, hard to blame them at this point in time. Uh, Mike DeRocco is dealing uh, now as the new legal reporter for ESPN with those ESPN legal reporter issues. I don't know. Tony Smith is taking after the drill. The drill, you know, treats coming back at a break like, yeah, just a mild suggestion. Yeah, there's like whatever. Just yeah. talking to D Rock about I don't yeah, know, whatever. Whatever.
0: whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah, we're back. All right. Hey, hey.
2: Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, look, it's not like we've never been caught uh, unawares either. By the way, last night, uh, 1010XL Christmas party. And based on the, the kind of the buzz going around the building, I was surprised. Like, we had like 95% attendance at this bad boy yeah. last night, right? It was pretty deep. And um, one spouse. Of a person here at 1010XL who shall remain nameless said, Hey, just want to tell you, you host the funny show on 1010XL. I'm like, Oh, that is awesome. I said, Dylan, we're the funny show. The only one. Right? I like that. You know, I mean, we can be informative, but it's nice to be funny every once in a while. And then this person said, Oh, Jeff Prosser you're on the funny show, 10XL. <laughs> uh, and then quickly corrected and said, oh, the other funny show. Because I'm like, what has yeah, happened like, here? Whoa, I just feel like we got a Take nice Take that, compliment. everybody,
1: afternoon.
2: You're all fun, <laughs> Right, right. The rest of you are just information-packed, and, uh, and that's fantastic. Three columns. And compelling listens, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, stick to straight sports, I think, <laughs> uh, if you know what's good for you right there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at the podium yesterday, let's dig into some of that audio as uh, a little bit later on, we'll kind of debate today's chat and Sandy real estate question of the day. Which three Jags? This is a tough one, right? There are so many guys. And mm-hmm. the, my list in my head has already flipped around several times this sure. morning, right? Trying to put it together. And, you know, it, when, you, you, when you look at this, it's hard not to say like, hey, Travis Etienne's going to touch the ball more than any offensive player other than Trevor Lawrence. How wouldn't you have Travis Etienne on the list? Yet I don't have him Yeah, on my list of the three players. It's, like,
1: it's fair to say these are the things that would make Etienne, who I think isn't playing poorly. He's being limited by some of the other factors in the offense. This factor needs to improve, and I feel good about where Etienne is. That That is definitely one way to look
2: at it. This is more like... I that's what I'm looking at. Like these are kind of bellwether positions. I think Etienne goes out and gives you what he has and and if it's if it's blocked between the tackles, he'll get it for you. He's been good outside the tackles, at least anecdotally. I, I can't give you a breakdown of between the tackles outside the numbers right now, but just watching him, Tony, he's making his bigger runs outside the tackle box, right? Getting around the corner, turning on the speed.
1: Well, through the first five or six weeks of the season all the conversation about ETN was he's a pro bowler in the AFC. And deservedly so. Right. And now that's a harder argument to make with some of the guys that are coming on, especially in the back half of the season. It's hard not to see Raheem Mostert as a pro bowler in the AFC, right? Like are awesome. Right? Like, it's different types of things that are happening. But I don't think ETN is playing any worse, right? I think the run game. In Jacksonville is significantly worse than it was for the first month, month and a half of the season, and there are reasons for that. Right,
2: offensive line being a primary chief part of that. Yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I don't honestly. That's chief among them by a wide margin.
1: Yeah, yeah. they were playing their fourth left tackle on Sunday.
2: Right, uh, and hopefully after moving
1: you know, a guard to tackle,
2: things are <laughs> trending in a better direction. Yeah. this week with Walker, Little, and Ezra Cleveland, it looks like mm-hmm. so. Um, and again, you know. Like to have Tyson Campbell back. I want him back to where I feel I want Tyson back. Yes, he's a hundred, hundred percent. And I, and who know I mean, look, he was cleared with the hamstring. This is a different injury. You just do worry about was it kind of a compensation type thing? Maybe. You know, do you, do you... You know
1: wasn't playing great that night anyway. No, he against wasn't the Bengals, and then he picks up the quad injury on top of that. Misses last week. We'll see if he's able to get on the field this week. It doesn't feel like it's trending in that direction right now. Like it feels right now like he's not going to be playing on Sunday night against the Ravens. But we'll, we'll see. We need that guy back. Like he does do a lot for what they can do on the back end. If he and Darius, who's having a really good year, are playing at those kind of levels, then they can take a lot of things away from an opponent's passing game. But they're not getting that right now. And they didn't get that against the Bengals for whatever myriad of reasons that may be. Him trying to come back from the hamstring. Whatever it was, he didn't help them enough that night. And they need the guy that was really helping them before he got hurt.
2: D-Rock, uh, I, I don't like to get too caught up in the touchy-feely stuff, right? Like, you, you got to go on block, guys, right? <laughs> like, this, oh, this team's going to be motivated because they lost last week. Or this team's going to be this. Or what? You still have to go out and play, right? right? And And do all of these things. But. The Jags have had a couple of circle-the-game-on-the-calendar opportunities this year in which they've fallen flat, right? They didn't beat Kansas City. I didn't think it was because they weren't ready for it. They just didn't execute, whatever. But then the very next week, maybe they had that hangover. Houston comes in, smacks them around. Okay, you know what, though? We got on a five-game winning streak. Here's a great litmus test. Here's San Fran, who's been leaking oil. Bam! Smacked in the face. That's all right. You know what? We won a couple Here's Monday Night Football. We're gonna establish that we're the team in the AFC overall. Bam, lose that one at home, right? So with no Joe Burrow, with no Joe Burrow, all right, and then with no Joe or with Joe Flacco, no Deshaun Watson, heck, no Deshaun Watson, no PJ Walker, you know, no Nick Chubb, right? No Nick Chubb. Been there for a while. Yeah, he's been gone for the whole season. Yeah. Regardless, are the Jags better? Is this team? Do they respond better when they're? thrust into kind of the underdog or back-against-the-wall role?
4: Uh, you know, last year they did. Um, I don't know that they've uh, – you know, the New Orleans game after Trevor hurt the knee, that was a pretty good response. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a back-against-the-wall kind of thing right there. That was a pretty good response.
2: I think the the trip to London was a little bit of that. Absolutely. Like you'd lost two in a row, you know, they the, got
4: out of town, needed to focus, and you know, beat an Atlanta team that, quite frankly, is not very good, and they should have beaten, and they did. Um, and and no matter what the final score of that game says, that game was not in doubt at any moment. No. in that game, there was no feel of that. Beat a
2: Bills um, team that was coming off a massive,
4: impressive win. Right. Um, so yeah, to you know to a degree they have. But, but again, you know, this is a team that is in a different situation, and I do think that they've got to kind of go through the whole thing of being the team that everyone's going after, especially in the division. Like, like people last year didn't, when you were looking at the Jags, you know, even on their win They're streak. They're coming and, up from the outside. Right. They're and, not the and, and even on their win streak, I mean, they beat – they weren't beating great teams there. Sometimes uh, at yeah. the end, there you know they beat a. a they beat
2: some decent they teams. They but
4: yes, but you know they barely beat a team with Josh Dobbs on it at home to win the division. Um, you know, there's, you know, down 27-0. The with Dallas? That? Dallas was. A Dallas was Baltimore. They did beat Baltimore. They be Baltimore. I they think looking Baltimore. back on it,
1: we can answer that question in the affirmative. Certainly for the twenty twenty two Jaguars. Right. I don't know. I about think it, it for gets now. answered for the twenty twenty three Jaguars on Sunday night. Well, let are me they ask, better with their back against the wall? Beat
4: Baltimore and show us. Let me ask this: If they lose Sunday night, but they win out, and they're at eleven and six, mm-hmm. I'll is, sign up is, for that right is, now. I mean, you know, it, still it's still a good a, year. Yeah, it's a it's a good year, but they're not catching anybody by surprise anymore. That's I think that's the bigger issue uh, for this team. They've and and now they've got injuries at key spots, and the teams that. Make it through the season are the teams that handle that kind of adversity and the teams that are able to overcome the injuries that every team deals with. I mean, the Ravens have overcome losing uh what j k. dobbins and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, okay The Jaguars so far have not been able to overcome not having Tyson Campbell probably won't have him this week, not expecting Andre Sisco to play this week certainly the 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 loss of Christian Kirk is massive and and to be honest with you. Had Trevor's ankle not been injured last week, we would have probably given the loss of Christian Kirk the amount of attention it received. Mm. And, I, you, know, I, you know, I'm just talking about the media in general mm. because that's a massive loss, which I think we saw on Sunday. We didn't maybe think of that just because we were so focused on Trevor's ankle. But they've got to overcome that, and, and they've got to be able to overcome a run, two running backs that are banged up. Uh, you know, that's how you win in this league. You survive through all that, and and they're at a crossroad right now. Look, it's eight; they're eight and five, so it's not like they're no, sure they're circling the bowl here. They're they're in a really good position, and if they lose Sunday and win out, they win the division, which is what everybody expected them to do this year. It's not been as easy as maybe we all thought it would because uh, Houston and Indy are much better.
2: See, I think they've navigated the loss of Tyson Campbell perfectly fine. And when Tyson Campbell's played, they're four and four, they're four and one without him. I'm not saying it, that's cause and effect, but I don't think his absence hurt him that much at all. Now, some of that was the opponents and the matchups that you had, you know, and were they able to take advantage of you? Um, But they beat Houston, you know, without him, for instance, you know, and I, I just, I, I I don't know, you know, like I'm not, again, I'm not blaming him. It's not like, oh, I wish he hadn't come back. I'm, I, I right. want, like Tony said, I want to see Tyson Campbell, the guy we think and know that he can be as a performer, but I think it's more coincidental than anything, but I don't think you, could, you look and say, well, they're winning four out of five when he's not up. I, I don't think he has been as big a factor as certainly we thought he would. I mean, we would run a poll in the offseason. Who's the one player the Jags can't afford to lose other than Trevor Lawrence? Tyson Campbell would be neck and neck with Josh Allen. Right at mm-hmm. the top,
4: and he hasn't if not been, ahead. When he has played, he hasn't been the elite player we thought he was going to be.
2: I mean, Darius Williams had a better first half of the year without than question. Tyson Campbell did, without you know? question. And uh, I think Darius Williams is, you know, probably regressing to off the mean. A little bit. Yeah. You know, like I think he played above himself a little bit. You know, and we're seeing, you're going to get some inconsistencies with him. I think we got a little bit spoiled. In the first half of the year, with how well he was playing,
4: right. Well, and I think you have to look at it as in the totality of it, because you've got Devon Hamilton, who's who's back and isn't playing at the level that they expected him to play at, and you have Cisco, who's out, Tyson, who's out, um, you know, Rayshawn Jenkins not playing at the level that you know he was playing at in the second half of last season either, and. You know, the last two weeks, Devin Lloyd, who was really, really good for much of the season and seemed to be in the right spot at the right time, has looked lost again. So you you add in the totality of all of that, and you say, yeah, you know, Mel Tyson, you know, they've survived it a little bit, yes. But I I think that once you get it all together, and now you add in Kirk, and you add in the banged-up running backs, and you add in the banged-up left guard and the banged-up left tackle... And I think there's a little bit of that. That's a lot for to overcome. I think at at one time, and that's what this team is having to deal with, and they got to figure it out.
2: Do you think we'll see Christian Kirk suit up again for this team at any point this season?
4: Uh, I mean, he's got to miss at least two more, or at least three more games, mm-hmm. um, which would take him to what the he could Tennessee take him to possibly, week 18, right? I think he gets back to the playoffs. I do. It's possible. It, it, I I I don't think we see him again. In the regular season. Okay. Um, and, yes. and I'll take like, him. Depending on how the postseason goes, he could play. Yes. Uh, you know, if they win look, one. I'm yeah. certainly no
2: medical doctor. Right. I don't have any I mean, insight. I'm just,
4: just kind he, of getting the sense of. He's rehabbing really, right. really quickly. And, look, he's going to do everything he possibly Total pro, can. pro, right. Yeah, absolutely, to get back. But the other thing is you got to be careful, too. You don't want to rush a guy like that back. And he's going to want to rush. So you have to be careful with him.
2: Yeah, especially with any kind of core muscle yeah. injury, you want to make sure that thing's 100% healed. All right, uh, let's come back and hear from the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His name is Trevor Lawrence, and he held court yesterday. So we'll hear what he had to say. We'll dissect some of those thoughts along the way. Mike DiRocco is here with us. If you want to be a part of it, six four one ten ten on the All Pro Roofing phone lines or the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and don't forget to hit us up on social media with your answer to the question of the day. Other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, which three players will have the biggest impact on the Jacksonville Jaguars' success over the last month of the regular season? This is Jaguars Today on 1010 XL and 92.5 FM. Tarocco on Jaguars Today is kept comfortable by Lloyd's
3: Heating and Air on 1010 XL. Feels
5: good. Yeah, it's, it's feeling, it's feeling better. You know, thankfully. Uh, Made it out of the game pretty clean, you know, didn't, didn't re-aggravate it or, or really, um, you know, mess it up anymore. So I feel good and just trying to keep getting better every day. Hopefully it feels even better this week. And, um, you know, I was able to move around decent on Sunday, so that was, a, that was a positive. So try to keep that going.
2: I think until we see the ambulance come on the field and knock, like, 16 players aside, like in the old school Madden game. Yeah. We don't need to worry oh, about Trevor.
1: No. A player is down. <laughs> oh no, a
2: man down. There's a man down. <laughs> that was awesome, right? I mean, I the first time that, that. thing yeah. came out, and it like, like the one guy's hurt, but then the ambulance ran over 15 other players on the way out to get him. It's the heck out of the way, man. Yep. back in the early, uh, you know, Sega cartridge days. Sega Genesis. Yep. I had one of those. Those. Uh, oh, I had. Uh, that was my jam, man. That was that was my platform, my platform of choice back in the day. Pockets and I were reminiscing about that um never had a Jaguar there's somebody there's a Jaguar system remember that one and then there was the uh who had the Saturn who put up Sega S- Sega Saturn yeah that didn't exactly go anywhere no it? all right uh let's hear from Trevor Lawrence here a little bit says the ankle feels good all right <laughs> I mean how can you deny it I I don't think if you hadn't known that he had suffered an injury the week before. There was any evidence of it in the game. DeRocca, do you agree, or do you think there's any limiting factor
4: with him at this point? Um, I think it probably bothered him a little bit. I mean, some soreness there. Right. I the mean, game. but yeah, it's nothing but he couldn't deal with and no, perform his no. duties. No, I mean, there's nothing that we could point to and say the ankle is the reason for X. You know, that bad throw or that, you know, decision. No, I mean.
2: I heard Jeff and his band of uh, merry men this morning, <laughs> I just called them the merry men, uh, discussing, you know, does Trevor need to run more himself? And and maybe that was something that that we don't know, you know, did that limit his... He did scramble a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. I mean, is that just in general, though, is this, I mean, I think there's a balance here because you don't want a quarterback that's one or two reads and is looking to take off. All the time, and that's one of the great things about Trevor is he does keep his eyes downfield. That's never an issue, right? right. He's always looking to make the bigger play.
4: Do you think sometimes he should take the five or six yard game? Oh, that—that's without question. That's with every quarterback, though. Um, but you know, specifically with Trevor, he's some guys work short to long. You know what I mean? Even despite what the read progression might be, um, sometimes they will default in their head short to long looking for the big play. Other guys will read long to short, and they're more comfortable taking the check down. And the great quarterbacks know how to mix that and know how to, to, to that take... Would that be the opposite,
2: though? If you're looking long to short, wouldn't you be looking for the big play first? E- well, either way.
4: Yeah. However, I, yeah, I just okay. phrase it right. All right, yeah. all right. So, but but my point is, the great quarterbacks balance all of that. And he's still got to get there. He's still got a lot of confidence in his arm, which he should. And, you know, he'll try and Maybe make a harder throw instead of taking an easier throw. That's not a knock on Trevor. Doug Peterson has said it a bunch of times. Take the easier throw. You know he was trying to take the easier throw on the play he got hurt. Right, but at the same time, you, know, you don't want to neuter him to where he can make plays
2: that not every quarterback correct. can make. And correct. you want to have that. Like you, sometimes you watch a game, and you're like, damn, what do you do with that? Right. Well, what, no matter who the player is, like there, there's that's indefensible. You know, if he's gonna make plays like that. They're going to be impossible to beat. And you've got a guy now that's capable of making those jaw-dropping plays. It's just maybe a little bit judicious on, uh, like you said, to kind of balance things out.
4: The one thing that they didn't do with him, was they rolled him out I think twice. Uh, and there was one he rolled to his left uh, and made an ungodly accurate throw rolling to his left. I was like wowed by that throw. But, you know, I, I think that we'll see some more rollouts Um Quicker throws. Look, they're not, they can't run the ball. They can't run it. Like, there's no other way to say it. They can't run it. They're not good enough in the middle of the offensive line to get anything really consistently between the tackles. So, to run the ball, they got to run it on the perimeter. That's where most of their success is. And those rollout quick throws are essentially, you know, runs, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. That's how they, they can make up for not having the running game. So, I think we'll see more of that, uh, especially now that they know that his ankle's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, because even though, you know, going into that game, you don't really know. I mean, it was a lot like the, the um, New Orleans game. They didn't roll him out at all. Now, he ran more than they expected right. him to. And, and I do think he probably needs to do that a little bit more, um, especially when the pass protection breaks down. But a lot of – not a lot, but part of the problem, too, is when, when, the, when you're getting push up the middle – or, or, when the offensive line is getting pushed back in the middle, it's hard to escape that a little bit because the only way to escape that really is to 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 go right or go left. And sometimes you're running into guy, you're running into sacks that way. If you're trying to escape that way. a lot of times the 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 bigger scramble runs and the better, more successful scramble runs, come because you're able to step up and then elude the, the guys that are coming from the edge, and then you're able to kind of make your 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 decision left or right at that point.
2: Right. You always hear that against mobile quarterbacks, make sure you don't get upfield too quickly because then you do step up and you cut like behind them almost and right. leak out the back but, door. But
4: the interior of that offensive line has been getting pushed back a lot, and that's not good.
2: All right. Let's hear a few thoughts from uh, – Trevor Lawrence here says, you know, despite the consecutive losses, he is confident that the team will get things turned around.
5: Yeah, you know, I have a lot of confidence, um, you know, in in those guys and our offense um, and bouncing back this week. You know, there was a lot of of things that we didn't do well out there, really, you know, in all aspects of the game. So, uh, you know, and the good thing is what I've learned um, through playing for a while now is the tape is usually never as good or as bad as you think. So you watch it, and it is what it is. There's corrections. Obviously, there's things that we did in the game that are uncharacteristic and, and, and mistakes, you know, all the way around that we can't make. But it is what it is, and you got to correct them and move on.
1: Trevor Lawrence has been more demonstrative on the field the last couple of weeks in these back to back losses. Not over the top with anything he's doing, reacting to things that are happening, but he was asked about keeping his emotions in check when mistakes are being made.
5: That's something where I really try to keep my emotions out of stuff like that. Typically, I think there's t- there's a time and a place, um, you know. And I have a lot of respect too for you know my teammates and how hard it is for all of us to do our job. I know for me, I got a hard job, but so do all those guys. So I understand that this isn't an easy game, and there's going to be mistakes. And there's been a lot of times where I've made some mistakes, some bad mistakes, and go- and guys don't you know come out of left field chewing me out. So I've always tried to. Keep the right perspective, but I do think as a leader it's important at certain times to show your frustration and to there there needs to be a sense of urgency to correct things and to play better. To be fair, can you think of an instance where a quarterback got
2: directly chewed out by a teammate? I mean, I know defensive guys that express frustration, you know what I mean? But like I, I don't know if I can there may be examples of it. Uh
4: yeah, I'm trying to think if 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 it comes to mind. Even like I'm talking well, about like, terrible quarterback. Well, well, I'm. I, you don't think they've yelled at Zach Wilson, do you? But do, do yeah, you think? You know but I mean? do you see it like I'm? Um, you know, like Trevor reacted to Ridley like, "Damn it, that's got to change this instant, right?" You know, or or it's we're not on the same page. Let's get on the same page. Whatever, whatever you say. But yeah, it's it's right.
2: very clear that the body language was. Frustration, and he's reacting. Direct. You just don't see like no. I. I'm not. I don't doubt that you see defensive players like throw their hands up or whatever, but you don't see them get in the face of a quarterback.
4: No, Almost it's, ever. It's, I mean, no, but it's it does happen. And, you know, you catch it on the TV feed. But, like, I'm not watching the TV feed. So, yeah. Stefan you know, Diggs gets awful
1: close. Huh? Stephon Diggs walks that tightrope. But does he get up yeah. in yeah.
2: Allen's face or does he just kind of go they, off on his yep, own and no, do his own thing? It's
1: more than yelling watches. matches. Yeah, they've yeah. had yeah. their, their right. issues on the sideline. All right. Times.
2: Well, um, one of those things where talking about right here is the, the miscommunication that's driving
5: some of these reactions. So uh Trevor talked about handling those kind of situations. If there's a conversation that needs to be had needs to be a conversation. It's not just, you know, freaking out on the field and then you just move on like and, and brush it off. I think there and, and there's always conversations between myself and the guys, whether it's you know receivers, guys up front, running backs, whatever, tight ends, you know, we're always having those conversations where we we got to be on the same page more than anything. It's not about you know who is right or wrong it's next time this happens we just need to be on the same page you know i think we, we all have some fault in most things miscommunications and things that happen so there's just a there's a way to go about it and i think our team handles that the right way and i think that we got a maturity and uh, a maturity about us that that lets us handle some conflict and some issues that come up as they will every every game every year
1: Speaking to the mistakes that were made on Sunday that led to the loss against the Cleveland Browns, Trevor Lawrence also said that he feels like he made mistakes that he typically doesn't against Cleveland.
5: You know, speaking candidly, in in the game where I, you know, made some mistakes that I typically don't make and I thought some of my progressions were off and some of the decisions I made, you know, I, I I want back. So it's all of us that have a hand in it. So I think we're all frustrated when you come in Monday and you watch the tape and, You're just trying to make the corrections and move on, you just want to get another chance to play and get that out of your system. All
2: right, uh, let's do this. Let's break here. We'll come back. we got more from Trevor Lawrence kind of on this theme, but also talking about the matchup this week versus the Baltimore Ravens specifically. So we'll get into some of that audio as we get into our number two here on the program. If you want to be a part of it, uh, the easiest way to do it is pick up the phone and call 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or on the text line designed lifetime enclosures. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hey folks, Mike Dempsey here for Pella Windows and Doors. You hear me talking about Pella basically every single day. They've got great ratings and expert reviews. You know they're high quality and energy efficient products. So what's your next step? If you're a homeowner, maybe looking for windows, maybe you're a contractor uh, with a, a professional job, whatever the case, you can schedule a free consultation and at PellaJacks.com or just stop by the Pella showroom. Walk right in on Phillips Highway. They've got a professional design consultant team that will guide you through your entire project from start to finish. That's the quality and service you're going to expect and demand from Pella Windows and Doors. That's Pella Windows and Doors.
3: DRock on Jags Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air, commercial and residential on 1010XL.
5: Baltimore is the top team in the AFC right now. Um, you know, I don't watch the offensive side, offensive side of the ball, but obviously, you know, they're doing some good things on that side as well. But defensively, you know, they're playing lights out. So um, it's a good challenge for us and we got to treat it like any other week. We got to just go about our process and put a great plan together and uh, be prepared and go out Sunday and execute. You know, that, that's all it's about.
2: Yeah, you know, Trevor doesn't watch the Ravens offense, Tony, but rumor has it D-Rock's breakfast bowl cheat sheet is littered with names like <laughs> Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell and Isaiah Likely this week. I
4: checked to see if Lamar had I had used Lamar, and I had.
2: Damn, man. I feel like D- well, we've been pretty good. I don't think anyone's broken that seal this year, right? I don't believe so. I don't think D-Rock would be the one if somebody's going to do it. You would be. You I would mean, be. I mean, maybe Pockets. Pockets doesn't know the tradition. I- and, we don't like to pick against the Like if the any Jags. of
1: those guys are even on your I'm considering this list, you're the guy. You're the guy. Yeah. Yep,
2: yep. There. DRock's all hip-deep in court issues right now. <laughs> well, I, I,
4: wait, I don't like the way that came out. Uh, well, not yeah. not your own court issues okay, yes, right now. That's a separate whole other issue. ESPN
2: legal analyst Mike DiRocco has taken on a whole new set of responsibilities today. So
4: yeah. It's understandable. It's going to be know? fun.
2: Uh, we got more Maybe. from Trevor coming up here in a minute. Let's uh, get Jeannie in Arlington. Wants to weigh in on something Jaguar related. So, uh, hello, Jeannie. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, What's good up? morning, guys. Good morning. I like the show. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I I I think that we put too much of uh, expectations on the offense. Offense this. Offense that. Calvin really ran the wrong route. This and all that. When the defense. The last two games, not stopping anything, not stopping anything, and that's not a playoff defense right there. You can't do that. You can't, your your offense go thirty and the other team go thirty five won't work. It will not work at all. I think the I think the offense did what they had to do against the both defenses who are very good, by the way, and they put up points and. Th- 30 points in in the NFL, very rare, 30 points
2: won't get you a win. Uh, You're not wrong about that. I appreciate the call, Jeannie. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. But I think a couple of things here. You know, the offense turned it over so much, right? And the defense created some turnovers in this game, which set up the offense on a short field. That's part of it. The defense has been bad the last two weeks. I'm not not saying it hasn't been. But I think they built up some goodwill because they were – clearly playing above what we expected them to for half the year, right? And so I think there's some of that factor. Nobody, if if you're hearing us and we're giving you the suggestion that the defense has played well or the feeling, then we're giving you the wrong feeling because we don't think that at all. I think the issues on both sides of the ball, the question is, are they fixable? D-Rock, like the run game. I don't you're not gonna just go to Acme offensive line right. factory and, and come up with a couple of Pro Bowl guards or or what have you here. You gotta hope that Ezra Cleveland, Walker Little, and eventually if Cam Robinson's able to get back, those guys stay healthy. But it's not gonna make Luke Fortner all of a sudden Superman. It's not gonna turn back the clock for Brandon Sheriff, things like that. So uh those are ongoing or or an ongoing concern. But at the same time, has the defensive line kind of lost its ability to stop the run? When I say lost its ability, their effectiveness has waned, right? Whether that's because of Devon Hamilton not being the same guy that he was. Foley fought Ticassi's banged up. Is Devin Lloyd starting to regress in his play a little bit this week? There, There's a number of factors, but Jeannie's not wrong. No. The defense was absolutely – I mean, these were team effort – Losses, but if you, you there is one way of looking at it from Jeannie's perspective, and I don't know if he goes as far to say they did put right they're averaging ten or eleven points allowed. They scored twenty seven. You gotta win when you do that, especially when you're playing the fourth starting quarterback that a team has had that year, a guy who, you know, was on the street a couple of weeks ago. You know, somebody somebody made the point, um, I think they were almost serious, they may have been serious. Jags should have signed Flacco off their practice squad last week because they demoted him to the practice right. squad. You know, A, Flacco has you can't just poach him. He has to agree to leave, right? And he knows he's going to get elevated to start that week, right? So it's more of a procedural thing. Like why would Flacco choose to come be Trevor Lawrence's backup yeah. as opposed to starting the rest of the season in Cleveland when they're in position to make the playoffs as well. Right. Right? And B, let's just play the hypothetical out. So are are then who are you Cutting, you're cutting Beathard, right? I mean, you're you got to make room for him on the active roster for multiple weeks. You can't just sign him to your practice squad. You've got to have him on the active roster. So, but I get like maybe there's a one in a thousand chance that that some gambit like that may have worked, uh, you know. Ooh. But uh, I, I that's probably even exaggerating the right. odds. You know what I mean? But uh, I did find it interesting that somebody was thinking along those lines. Yeah, no,
4: that makes sense. It's um, kind of fun. Yeah. I- and, and yeah, here's the It'd other be one. Here's the other one. Of everything. Who cares? Right. I don't care. I don't I, well, care about think, the letter of the law. I think the, the teams would not view that as
2: okay. And you know, what's the repercussion? There, there is no repercussion. They're going to sign somebody saying. off your practice squad. Go ahead. You can do it anyway. Honestly,
4: <laughs> they can like, take
2: Nathan Rourke. They signed Ben Barch in San Francisco. That's life. When you put a guy on the practice squad, you right. know, like that's the risk. I mean, uh, anyway, I think the larger point is they're like. We could beat Joe Flacco, right?
4: They're not thinking thirty-eight-year-old. we have Flacco. to
2: pull Joe Flacco out to, to have a chance to beat that team. They're yeah. thinking, "Ah, eh, we're going to show Joe Flacco what's up. And quite frankly, if you don't want to bust, coverage bust on the three passing touchdowns, how many times did Joe Flacco throw the ball four yards short of his receiver yeah, and bounce was was not into the good. turf?
4: He was not good. He was off, and he, okay, great. He's 38. I You know, he doesn't move well it, at all. At all. But if you leave, and we said, Tony, he's not going to play great
2: quarterback. He's going to be a great seven-on-seven drill guy, and that's what you allow him to do. Mm -hmm. If you don't force him to move, he can stand in the pocket. And when you've got a guy wide open in front of you on fourth down and you don't cover that guy, then, yeah, Joe
1: Flacco will make that easy throw across the middle and let him run to the house. Yeah. Uh, Every professional quarterback in the NFL will do that. Joe Flacco made the plays that everyone who throws a football professionally would make and didn't make anything beyond that.
2: Yeah, right, no, no, the above the X's and O's. They
1: made it easy. Yes. They made it easy for Joe Flacco to have a 300-yard day and be up for the Hemi Award on Monday Night Football and all these different – they made it easy for it to happen when you're not covering guys by 10, 15 yards in the NFL. You bust that big in the NFL, you're going to get beat. That's what's going to happen, and they've done that for a couple weeks in a row. they got to cut that out.
2: All right, before we run out of time here, let's get to the last three cuts here that we're going to hear from Trevor Lawrence this morning. Uh, Just talking about how they're dealing with their own issues mostly. Uh, Trevor said that the team's frustrated, but it is a good frustration in his point of view.
5: Yeah, we're frustrated, but it's a good frustration. It's something that we should be, you know, after not playing well. And after all that, still having a chance to win the game. Um, I think it just shows that if we can clean up some of these mistakes and just play more efficiently, um, we're going to be a hard team to stop, but we, you know, we've been shooting ourselves in the foot too much.
1: And he's got to believe it's true. It doesn't make it any more fun to listen to, but he says that he still thinks they have time to correct their issues.
5: For sure, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, we got we got four what, four games left. Um, you know, we're 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 in a fine position. You know, where we're at record wise, we we got to take care of business this week and and moving forward. But we got to take it one week at a time and um, need to get back on track this week for sure. But yeah, there's still plenty of time. You know, you look at. Where we're at, um, if, you, if we could have been in this position last year, we would have, we would have given a lot to be here. So um, you know, there's no panic, but there is a sense of urgency where this time of year, December going into January, you got to be playing your best football, and we're not there yet. So we got some work to do.
2: We hear this every time a team's losing, right? A handful of plays here or there. I really believe that in the last couple of weeks, there's no question. Correct. You could point to any one of four or five plays in either game. That one play, you either. Stop it defensively or you connect on it offensively or you, you know, follow through with it, whatever vernacular you want to use. And they could want and last year they started two and seven and they were saying all the same things really like, oh, been there, done that, heard this a million times. Right. I, and that's what my opinion was. And I think credit to Doug Peterson. He really did help them continue to believe that and yeah. and so I'm hope because there's so much carryover on this roster from last year I'm, I'm hoping when Trevor says that he sounds very matter of fact about it like look man you know one or two things here one or two things there we got a month got to obviously clinch that postseason spot but a lot can change there are teams right now who knows what Baltimore will look like when the playoff starts right like you think they're riding high at the moment San Francisco seems unbeatable. They didn't seem unbeatable in the middle of the season, right? You get right. one key injury, you just get one well, your Philly, quarterback gets hurt.
4: Philly looked like it was the best team in the league for a while for a and now long they're stretch. reeling. Yeah. Right. They Here, got pushed here's around. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're one win away from having back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since what Oh four, oh five. I mean, and let, back-to-back playoffs since the 90s. Since the 90s since 96 through 99. Yes. I mean like there's this feeling that the sky is falling here but th- th- look at where they are now. I mean this is this is what all Jaguar fans wanted is they wanted to be in the position like this. And I get it. Like look, you're you're upset when they lose. It's totally it's totally reasonable to be angry at them for the way that they played the last two weeks. Uh and totally reasonable to be bashing this team. But when you take, like, one or one and a half, two steps back, they're still in a great spot to end up as one of the top two or the, the two or the three seed, depending on what happens. Like, I think one might be out of the question. But, look, they're, they're, if we had told everybody at the beginning of the year they're going to be eight and five going into their last four games, there isn't a single play, fan out there that wouldn't have taken that. If you and, had and, told them
2: when? Before the season started. Nah, there were plenty. Some some people picked them sixteen and one uh, this year. Well. I'm just saying there are a lot of people picking them to win like thirteen games. If you told them they already were you know blocked out from doing that with a month to go, I think they yeah they would have been disappointed. Uh, There's I, some maybe, maybe. I think the expectations. I'm not well, saying yeah, that yeah. you know. But
4: they're, they're navigating the first place schedule. They're learning how to to be a team that um you know. We see it all the time. You see a team come out of nowhere. And then they have to take a step back because they got to reassess. They got to figure out how to handle themselves in that different role. And then they take another big step yeah. forward. You know, and 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 I think that's where they are right now. And now they're lucky enough, not lucky enough, they're good enough that they're figuring out how to handle all this. They're still going to win this division. Yeah. So they're in a good they spot should. there. They yeah. should. Well, By the I, way, the, the I,
2: first place schedule's way
1: overrated. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, and if you look at – the opportunity they have on Sunday night, Baltimore feels right now like certainly the most solid team in the conference, right? Like they're the team that you feel the best about in the AFC. If Jacksonville were to beat them this week, Baltimore's final four games of the season are all basically playoff games with the teams that they're playing. They're playing Jacksonville here. They're at San Francisco next week. They're home against Miami the week after that and home against Pittsburgh to end the season. Like they have Pittsburgh's the easiest of those, but they have four playoff caliber teams on their schedule to end the season. If you win on Sunday night, you at least keep the door open a
4: little bit. for yeah, the idea absolutely. of the one seed.
1: I don't want them thinking about it. right? Like I don't think they've done well with that kind of pressure on them in a game. It's like they let off the gas for whatever reason. But the opportunity isn't dead and over for this Jaguars team. But they have to win on Sunday night to make the opportunity start to count here on the back half of the season. and For the if number they one do, seed.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. still hard. Even if they do, you I don't know if you can count. I mean, last week was just a, almost a whitewash of all the
1: contenders,
2: right? Yeah. In, but in the they AFC. would be in a
1: position where the Jags would have to win out and Baltimore would basically have to lose to San Francisco. I, I totally That's how you get the one seed. I, I totally point. get
2: it, right? But, and But think about it this. They had just won one of the last two. They'd be playing for the one seed again this week. Certainly, right? Right? I mean, that's how close it's been, and so – I think that's part of the frustration. Like, you're in position – like, we're the expectations have to rise, right? That's when you're saying, I don't know if anybody would be disappointed. I think they would because you're, you're thinking, you know, we're not just going to squeak in at 9-8 and eight this year. We're going to dominate this division. We're going to win 12. We're going to win 13. We're going to win 14. A lot of people thought that that was the case. And,
4: well, know, that, they that still was win a, 12. That was a little over – that was a little overzealous Is by a lot of people. Is it that off
2: the mark, though? If they if they the beat two teams with backup quarterback, the way they're playing I mean, now, right? yes, right. But if if they had won the last two weeks, made one or two different plays, and overall, generally, the way they're see the quality of play wasn't that much different. they'd be ten and three, they'd right. be right there in they position. Could, right, to Do all that they didn't. I understand you know. that, but it's, that's why I'm saying I don't think those expectations were that far out of bounds. If you can't
4: expect them to beat Jake Browning and Joe Flacco, I mean. What are no, we talking the about? The expectation is that you did, but when you were looking at those games, that was Joe Burrow and sure. and, and and I still Deshaun thought going Watson. into the season that I you no know,
2: I picked them to split those games. I picked them to beat Cincy and, and lose to Cleveland, and I think I still had them at twelve and five. On the year, either way, doesn't really matter what we right. thought they were going to be. Just
4: win the division. That's that's what needs to be their focus right now. Totally, and everything else mm-hmm. takes care of itself. Totally. You win the division. You went out, win your division. That you go three and one, the final four. You win the division. Then you just deal what you got to deal with. In the I,
2: I think that's the big picture vision. I mean, their only thing they can do is worry about the Ravens this week. Like they, they you Correct. go
4: out there and you can win this
2: football game. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I expect them to three days out. They won last year. Absolutely, they did. Right, I don't think. I mean, Baltimore was on the brink of losing last week.
1: Yeah, you know, at home. So you open it back up in the AFC if the Jags win. Oh man, for everybody, me? it feels like the doors being slammed open yeah. for the whole conference potentially if the Jags can beat. Gonna be a lot of Jags Sunday.
2: karma from uh, you know AFC fan bases this week.
4: You know who loves this, Raj. He's loving this. Oh yeah. Absolutely I mean, like all you the parity, twenty four but, but Yeah, 24 so teams. seven alive. or eight wins. Yeah. And in the AFC, you don't know who the number one seed is. You have no clue. And I think they
2: love it, but they they can't, they can't, love it. They can't loves lose, it. though. I mean, if you had Kansas City right now at whatever an O, right? They'd love it's that, still that too. Good, because yeah. it'd be like, Oh, we got that one yeah, team maybe, yeah. that everyone's got to knock off. They the NFL almost can't lose, man.
1: That is
4: <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that he, is, you know, that's a good bet.
1: I think, but
2: you're right. There are a lot of fan bases right now that are in the same position as the Jags or a similar one. Like, hey, you know, look at Cincy and Buffalo written off right now. Back in it. Right back in it. I mean, Buffalo still gets Miami again. They beat them head to head. Once. That's a sweep. And they're two games out right now, but they'd be one and they'd have the sweep. Head to head tiebreaker, you know. I mean, that division's not settled what, yet. I don't
4: know what Miami's final four games are. They've got Baltimore. Tough. They've
2: t- real tough, real tough. And they've beaten no one this year uh, that's any good. I mean, they still got or, Baltimore and Dallas. Baltimore, Dallas, and Buffalo, right? Are three of the four that they and have. And the Jets is the last one. Yeah. And, well, and the Jets is a rivalry game. Yeah. I mean, the Jets beat Philly, the Jets just pounded the Texans. You know, it depends on if they're motivated to play that game. But that's about as tough a Final Four as anybody's got. Yeah.
4: I don't give a crap. Zach Wilson's a pretty good little quarterback. He's, when he plays he got, like he doesn't give a crap. I think
2: I think you should take him this week. As a matter of fact, uh, you'll have that opportunity <laughs> in just a few minutes. All right, breakfast bowl on the other side. We've got to take a timeout here. We'll come back and uh, do our drafting for the week. And then we'll take a look at the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day this morning. Other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, which three players are going to be The key, the biggest impact on the Jags' success in the final month of the 2023 regular season. We'll go around the table on that one as well. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people all across the world, let's
3: get ready for the Breakfast Bowl Challenge! Mike DiRocco on Jaguars Today is kept comfortable by Lloyd's Heating
4: and Air
2: on 1010XL. Always want to know, t rock are you comfortable? Absolutely. All right. You look good. You know, you're – because sometimes, you know, you don't have – the, as many layers as you have on today, Lloyd's to make it as cool or as warm as D-Rock needs it. Absolutely, in it's the studio. A, it's
4: a wonderful 74 in here. Right? Do you
2: like that? It's yeah, is 74? Yeah, I that? feel great. I okay, mean, you know, I mean, we can adjust. Lloyd's will T-shirt, adjust.
4: T-shirt, and, and shirt, sweater.
2: Yeah. Uh, your belly full? You had a good breakfast? I did. Nummy, nummy. Dylan? Feel good? Yeah, I'm good. Nothing growling there? Nah, we good. All right. He's Gucci. Gucci.
1: Tony, how'd it go last week? Uh, Not well for me. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Dylan took down the week with 109.44. Dempsey second, 73.72. D-Rock third was 64.44. And me with the worst week of the season to this point, 28.04. 28.04. Yeah, yeah, thank goodness we throw out the lowest score. (laughs) That saved me this week. It did.
2: It kept you in first place by it – uh, it's by about it's, 14.
1: It's yeah. tight. It's, it's tight. tight. Four
2: weeks ago, go, 14 is not a whole lot. But I've been chasing Tony for the second half of the season, so it ain't over yet. All right, uh, so reverse order of last week's finish. Uh, Tony will have first pick. D-Rock will have second pick. I will go third, and Pockets goes fourth today. We draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. It's not a super flex. And it is point perception scoring. The trick is, as always, you can only use each player once all season. So, whenever you use him, you hope he has a good week. Tyreek Hill did not have a great week for Tony <laughs> last week. <laughs> Justin Jefferson
4: me. did not have a good week for He me. did not.
2: Well, the, the week before, Tony was like, man, I was going to take Tyreek. But he missed practice or he was something or he limited. He was limited
1: on Wednesday, Wednesday. And I don't usually fool around with right. players with that right. kind of thing. I
2: missed a couple of those. I'll be honest with you. This year, like, got, like, like Trey McBride was in that circumstance, yeah, yeah. and then he scored me 22. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, baby, it worked out pretty good. I've gotten a little lucky. It worked on... out
1: that week, though, for me. Like the week that I was thinking about Tyreek Hill, my pivot was Debo. When he no, scored three absolutely, touchdowns, that worked right? like, out. Worked but it, out. Like,
2: you hate to have Tyreek but he was this nothing past for me, week, yeah. right? But anyway, so, uh, and once somebody takes somebody this week, nobody else can have them. Mm-hmm. Once you speak the name, you're hot committed to that player, Tony Smith. We've all been asking him this morning, who are yeah, you going with, Tony? Think... Who you going with, Tony? I think I know. Yeah, I have a feeling who it's going to be. Tony, tell us. Yeah,
1: uh, Dempsey and I may have discussed this guy after Thursday Night Football last week. Ezekiel Elliott is my first Okay. Player.
2: Not not necessarily who I thought you'd go with first, but certainly a reasonable play for sure. It looks like Ramondre will miss another uh, week, although he'll fast, Ramondre. Uh, <laughs> D-Rock. <laughs>
4: Gus Edwards. My gosh. All right. So he's doing it.
2: We'll discuss this after My the draft. Goodness. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, My Mike DiRocca will be at the uh, the courthouse <laughs> later on this afternoon. If you're looking for a, you know, d- n- nothing violent, just a little verbal confrontation. If you want to pick it, D-Rock. There's a little Draymond <laughs> Green. Right? Wait, this this is the Edwards. first time I've done that this
1: year. Uh-huh.
2: Shame. First time. Shame. Uh-huh. Shame. I feel like this is Game of Thrones. You
4: should be naked oh, in the Wait until it comes right time now. for tight end pick. We'll see oh. what happens. Holy cow.
1: You
2: better hope Pockets doesn't take it first. I'm taking Matt Stafford. Thank you very Thank much. You. Mm-hmm. Versus the Washington Commanders. Uh, yes, I got him, Pockets. So that's who I was afraid everybody was going to grab from. I already it. used Tony is the only one. Right. Yeah, that's true. You had used him. All right, Pockets, you got back-to-back picks here.
5: Okay. I'm going to go Debo. Mm. At
2: a wide receiver. Yeah, that would have been uh, would have been a nice guy for me to have pockets, Aww. but now I get him for free whenever I want him. Okay. Mm. And. <laughs> and. This is interesting. And. You and do get another, another one. Here. You do get another one. Mm-hmm. And. And. I'll go. Give me A-chain that tailback for the Dolphins. Mm. Toe injury for Devon a chain True story. I don't either. know if you saw that this morning, uh, but uh, I used him last week, so it's all good. By the way, Tua is wide open for an 83-yard freaking touchdown. was. Hit him in stride, and it's a walk-in right there. Oh, All right. Um, got to be careful here because I don't want to take anybody that's a-, a freebie at this point in time. I will go. I know where I'm going to go. There. There. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. At wide receiver, even if it's Drew Locke throwing to him, he gave he him a good, good number of targets. He had a good week, and uh, the Philly's the number one matchup for wide receivers. Uh, D. Rock,
4: uh, I'm going to go Russell Wilson.
2: Russell Wilson, who did you, you just get traded to the Ravens, or huh. how does that work? Hmm? Still got three more Demps. Okay, Don't you okay. worry. <laughs> uh, Tony Smith got Ezekiel Elliott. I do,
1: and I will go Logan Thomas.
2: Mm, that's a that's a good one this week. I like that.
1: And let's see, Jamar Chase.
2: Okay. All right, Logan Thomas, top of my tight end list. I will pivot. Uh, D-Rock, uh, Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Only one who could take him other than me. I'm getting a, quite the list of players that I will not have to fight you guys for. Uh, all right, um, this guy number two on my. Running back list. I did want Zeke, but uh I, it's I gotta take him at some point. I think I'm taking DeAndre Swift. Pocket's the only one who could take him other than me. And in case he wanted him in the flex, I'm just gonna grab him right there. Mm. All right, so Dylan, uh you got the uh very injured Devon Achan <laughs> and uh do for a letdown Debo Samuel. Who else would you like? Right, right. Brian, yeah, Brian. let me go uh
0: the <laughs> touchdown maker Cortland Sutton at flex. Okay. And then at tight end, give me Dalton Schultz. Is he back? He's back. Is he? was he? a full
2: participant. Was he? Yesterday. Right. Just checking. Just checking. Is um, <laughs> he still the starter? Find out.
1: <laughs> His quarterback may not be available, but he is. That's another one. Uh, all
2: right. Um, triple checking to make sure I haven't used him. I, I mean, I feel like this is a straight point chasing, but give me David Najoku mm-hmm. this week. I couldn't get Logan Thomas. Uh, D-Rock, tight end or flex here? Hmm. Don't do it.
4: <laughs> Tyron Williams.
2: Tyron Williams. All, all right. right. There's your flex. He's just hoping Tony. Well, Tony's already got a tight end. Yeah, right. I'm not taking him in the <laughs> flex. Right, not in the flex. Tony's not that guy. The D-Rock's no. just waiting until the end to be the bad guy uh, uh. again. All right, Tony, you need a quarterback and a flex. I
1: will go B-John Robinson. Bijan. john Putting him in your quarterback spot, huh. and Jalen Hurts.
2: Hurts, so good. All right, uh, D. Rock.
4: Yeah, drum roll in there. Pockets. <laughs> I don't. Oh,
2: Trey McBride. All right, not doubling down on the same offense right there. Um, I will go Cooper Cup in the flex. Need a quarterback pockets.
0: Dakota Prescott.
2: Mm-hmm. They call him Dak. They do call him Dak. I am aware, and that is accurate. All right. Tony Smith goes Jalen Hurts, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamar Chase, Logan Thomas, Bijan Robinson. D Rock goes Russell Wilson, Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens, Michael Pittman Jr., Trey McBride, and Kyron Williams. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford, uh, DeAndre Swift, Tyler Lockett, David Najoku, and Cooper Cup. And pockets going with Dak Prescott, Devon A. Chan, Debo Samuel, Dalton Schultz, and Cortland Sutton. Uh, D-Rock, just debating between Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell. If you're going to be the bad guy, <laughs> why Edwards over Mitchell for the Ravens' backfield? Uh, Just counting uh, on the goal line work?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm not expecting... Um, well, part of it is I'm in the playoffs in some other leagues, and... Uh, I have Gus Edwards on a bunch of teams, and I generally don't like to root against my guys and have to choose in my head, do I want to buy breakfast or yeah. do I want to win my playoff game? That's interesting. That's so a, I, you See, know.
1: my question was, why either of those guys over Isaiah Likely if you were going with a Ravens player?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, after Najoku just—
4: yeah. Well, I, I actually don't—I feel like that's the thing the Jags can actually fix a little bit easier than their run defense. Okay. okay. That they're those are coverage busts and they should be able to handle that a little bit better this week after spending an entire week trying to shore that
1: up. I knew we could get him around to something positive for sure. the yeah, <laughs> sure. no, they're 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 shut down like, Isaiah like, Likely, kick high. his butt to the curb. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I like
2: the idea of like, well, you know what? Let's say I'm playing against Gus Edwards. I'll take him here. That way, if he does crush me, you know, like I I like to hedge <laughs> my bet sometimes, you know. So yeah, you're no, you're I'm going, good. you're pushing all in. For the Jags to give up a bunch of touchdowns on the ground this week is what you're saying. Then,
4: just making sure that I frame that correctly. A bunch. Well, how do we define a bunch? I don't know. Three. No, I'm not expecting. No. Well, Two. not by God. No, hoping, but not expecting. <laughs> All right. No. Uh,
2: Breakfast Bowl is in the books. D. Rock, as he has in the past, plays the villain. First time in 2023. It is true. But you, you had no issue playing the villain in past seasons. Oh God, no. with bad Jaguar teams. Oh. You would load up. I
4: think I took the tight end who was playing the Jags for like six weeks in a row I was going to say
2: six was the number, I thought. Yep, I think that is accurate. All right, uh, and uh, at least you <laughs> took tight ends who were actually playing, unlike a former producer of this program who was making hay with guys on a bye, uh, E.T.
4: E- he just, wherever he is, just stumbled from the knife he in knows. His back. That he that knows, he <laughs> like, oh, for no, no reason, reason.
2: A knife from right in the front, I'll, right. right in the for chest. no reason, E-T. though. E.T., I mean, it, right between like- the ribs. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's take a final timeout. Let's come back and dig into this question of the day. Which three players other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen do you think will have the biggest impact on the Jags' success over the final four games of the season? This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: It's a Mike DiRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL.
2: All right, down the stretch we come. We got a lot to get in. So uh, let's take a quick perusal of the National Football League. Now,
3: gems around the NFL.
1: Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. There was news on the international front yesterday with the league announcing that they will be playing a regular season game in Sao Paulo, Brazil next year, along with three games in London, one in Germany for 2024. NFL owners also approved. The league playing up to eight games a year internationally starting in 2025. Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, who is expected to return before the end of the regular season, did not practice on Wednesday. Cleveland has placed safety Grant Delpit on injured reserve with a groin injury. Amari Cooper, Kareem Hunt, Miles Garrett, David Njoku all missed practice on Wednesday. Chicago defensive end. Yannick Ngakwe suffered a broken ankle on Sunday and will miss the rest of the Bears season. Bears wide receiver DJ Moore did not practice on Wednesday due to an ankle injury. Kansas City running back Isaiah Pacheco did not practice with a shoulder injury that held him out of the game last week as well. Miami wide receiver Tyree Kill did not practice due to an ankle injury. He suffered on Monday night. And week 15 gets underway tonight with the 5-8 LA Chargers at the 5-8 Las Vegas Raiders. Eight fifteen on Amazon Prime.
2: All right, thank you, Tony. All right, uh, today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. A lot of responses to this. We'll try to read through a few of them before we get done. Other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, which three players will have the biggest impact on the Jacksonville Jaguars' success in the final month of the 2023 regular season? Pockets, hit us. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Now, Mike Dempsey's
3: 10, 10 take. Brought to you by j Roofing Jacksonville, your storm
2: restoration specialist. I'm still going, changing my three in my head, like second oh, yeah. by second, right? Oh, so yeah. uh, while I've got three in mind, I, I, I wanted to say Darius Williams because he's the healthiest top corner they have. But really, you look at the matchups. Other than the Tampa Bay game, like Carolina, I, I'll take my chances. With, if they didn't have Darius Williams, Adam Thielen's the only big threat there. Yes. Tennessee is not the team that you worry about as much with the corner play, DeAndre Hopkins being the exception. He's there on the brink for me. But I I put Devin Lloyd, who I think played really well in the first half of the season, starting to backslide a little bit. He's going to be an impactful player against the run and in coverage, good or bad. So I got Devin Lloyd. I think Evan Ingram right now is the one pass catcher that Trevor Lawrence is in rhythm with, that he can rely on, that he trusts the most out of the available healthy guys, and I'll say whoever's playing left tackle. I mean, for now, I expect it to be Walker Little, but I I hope that they can solidify that spot, which will allow them to solidify left guard. I don't know if they are going to do anything or can do much about the center and right guard position. So those are my three that I'm going with. Whoever's playing left tackle, Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram, and Devin Lloyd. Tony, who you got? Uh,
1: Devin Lloyd was one of my three, and for a lot of reasons. One, he hasn't had a great back-to-back weeks. It limits what they can do with Foyer when Devin Lloyd's not playing well as far as how much they're willing to blitz him, so they need him to get back to that form where they allow their pass rush to get a little bit of help, and they need it, right, because the the front four aren't winning. They got a front one uh, that is winning right now on the defensive line, and Josh Allen, so they need help there. Calvin Ridley, for all the reasons we talked about yesterday on the show, I do. I can go back and think of two games that they lost in large part because he had a drop in those games. And this past weekend, him not being on the same page with the quarterback was a big factor in them losing again. Uh, to the Cleveland Browns, they need to get that back uh, in gear. And the third guy I'll throw out there, Roy Robertson-Harris. This is a team that needs to get back to stopping the run. And his growth as a pass rusher for the last month and a half of last season was a big factor uh, for this defense as well. They need that to come into play again because I don't know who else it would be that's going to be the other guy running with Josh Allen right now in their front. Right? like Trayvon Walker's okay but he's not giving you much. They need somebody on the interior of that defensive line to step up and be a playmaker for him from time to time.
4: I think Robertson Harris is the most likely. D-Rock. I'm going with center Luke Fortner, right guard Brandon Sheriff, (laughs) and whoever is playing left guard. Interior Uh, of the O-line. Correct. Those three positions have to be better. Uh, The offense has had issues with self-inflicted penalties. Um, They have been really been the interior of that offensive line has not been able to create a lot of space in the run game I think it was incredibly telling when it was third and what less than a yard the other day last week against the Browns and they went empty and Trevor threw deep that's who they are right now I mean that to me that's that was a huge indictment of the lack of confidence that they have that they can get one yard in the middle of the field um they've got to be better um Trevor can't afford to get hurt again, obviously, and he's not getting enough time. There's nowhere for him to step up in the pocket, to get free, and make plays with his feet. Those three have to be better or this team. Even if they manage to get through and win the division, is it's going to be a short playoff trip. All right, I'm going to read this
2: question again so Big surs can think about it for about one minute while I go through some of the responses we got. Other than Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, which three players will have the biggest impact on the Jaguars' success in the final month of the regular season. Some of the other suggestions we got, Antonio Johnson, Brandon McManus, right? I, I could absolutely see mm-hmm. that. Uh, Jamal Agnew, Tyson Campbell, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, a lot of the, you know, uh, Trayvon Walker, Luke Fortner, Zay Jones. I mean, there's a wide variety here. Christian Kirk, I don't know if he's going to have any real impact. I guess his absence could, but mm-hmm. uh, Cam Robinson uh, as well in that regard. Uh, Aluakin, Darius Williams, that I mentioned, Zay Jones, uh, Monteric Brown getting some love, Parker Washington getting a lot of mention, Dearness Johnson getting a lot of mention, or several mentions, I should say, at least, Andre Cisco, the training staff. That's not a bad one, hey. actually, but we're looking at players here, but uh, they will certainly play a big role. Uh, Tank Bigsby, I uh, find it hard to believe that he's going to play Please. a big role. Yeah, that'd be I mean, fun. It'd be great, right? Because it means that either A, they had to give him that opportunity, or they trusted him uh, enough to put him back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of good answers. Ezra Cleveland, I mean, a, l- a wide variety of answers on there. If you haven't uh, submitted yours, you can go to at underscore 1010XL and read through some, what some of the responses were. If you so choose, uh, right now let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL
3: rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
2: All right, big Circe in the house. What's going
3: on?
6: D-Rock, what's good with you? Not much. How are you? Doing great, bro. Got nice. the U on there. Representing. Yeah, I got to represent. He's representing <laughs> with a pinstripe bowl. <laughs> it's nice
2: to see you in a. Uh, I didn't see you with a cigar last night, Leon, but I might have missed it. I don't know. Uh, but well, it was nice to see you in a social
3: setting last night. It was. Night. It
6: was. It really was nice. That wasn't the setting to light up a cigar, you know. No, no the, the back porch is kind of open air. It was. You know, so it was a little nippy back there. It was a little <laughs> nippy
3: back there
6: last <laughs> night. We had a good time the big fellow. We had a uh, good
2: time uh, at the Ten Ten XL Christmas had a great party. Time. All right, so I've given you enough time to mold. Yes, I hope. Three players, other than Trevor and Josh Allen, that have had the biggest impact biggest. on the Jags' success All right. in the final I'm going
6: to go Evan Ingram. Okay, All right. I, I did I, as well. Evan Ingram. I'm going to go Cam Robertson. Okay. And uh, Okay, I'm going to go with those three. Evan Ingram, um, right now, he's probably your most reliable wide receiver. to be quite honest with well, you. He's a tight Pass guy. catcher. Mm-hmm. Pass catcher. Yeah, yeah sure. I call him a flex. He's not really – he's a flex guy. Yeah, he's your most reliable guy. Cam Robertson coming back. Say what you want to say. And that nice little run that we made, Cam, did protect Trevor. And Trevor's a little L with the ankle and everything like that. So, it would be good to have his backside protected. No slide on hand. But, you know, he was hanging on for dear life a lot of that game last week. It scared me half to death. I D- D-Rock, when is
2: Cam going to be back? Uh-oh. Probably next game?
4: Uh, He's got, what, two more? I I think he's got this one and one next. But are they expecting him back then? That was the hope. I saw him in the locker room the other day. Yeah, Yeah, I saw him in the locker room the other day and no brace on the knee. Good. Looked good. good. So, yeah, that's. uh, that will be helpful, especially Cam. with Walker Little nursing the hammy. I mean, mm-hmm. he plays for the right team. He's got nine lives. I mean, Cam, in terms
2: of this roster, right?
4: He <laughs> does every year. Well, yeah, Cam Robinson. Every time, gonna... you, every
6: time you try to trade him or move or, on from yeah, him, he, he's going to be a cap, cap a... Oh, another oh, extension for Cam is. Robinson. And, yeah. Oh
2: man, aren't we glad we have him? So hey, I hope that uh, turns out to be the case. Uh, Leon, what are you guys getting into today?
6: Uh well, you know, we, we got uh, we're going to talk a little Draymond, and then we're going to talk uh, the schedule release, uh, the over under on a lot of these games next year. All right. Miami and Florida, week one. How about that? How about You're that? You going to be able You're gonna to gonna be there?
4: your own in this this radio station with oh all the Gator all right. people yeah. here? Leon. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> going to
2: that was, hard that hard was a dumb question. Yeah, my, bad. The room my bad. Clear with yeah. a glare. Yeah. If I have to, I, I will have to. Yeah. Don't make Keener. him regulate cuz he will. Exactly. All right, sir. So All have right, a good show. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Uh D-Rock, what do we have coming up at
4: ESPN.com
2: <laughs> out of you? We minute by minute, uh, TikTok
4: on the on the courtroom? Yeah, I'm going to be at the courtroom today. There will be no, you can't bring electronics in, so there will be no um, text DRock. tweets or anything like that, but then working on a new story on that. Um, D-Rock's and, going to court to cover the guy who allegedly stole 22 million bucks from the Jets. Well, he's going to plead guilty, so we oh, can then probably there's no say, All right, yeah, the guy who did steal. Um, and yeah, and then I'm working on a Josh Allen story, but this kind of has pushed it sort of in the back. What's he looking at for 22 million bucks? Like, how, what kind of sentence? Do you know, uh, I, I, I just depends on what the plea deal is. I'm not sure we're going to get the actual sentence today, but. Um, you know, they will try and negotiate the best thing, but it's going to be multiple years in jail. Uh, multiple, multiple. 22 million is a lot. I, I,
2: there's no way they can recover all that money either, right? Like I would, Well, they would love to recover some of it. but Sure, yeah. but, right, but, like, I would think that would play a role in it. Like, if you squirreled it away, you know, and you could say, yes, I have to be punished, but here's full compensation back. <laughs> Ain't no way. This guy was spending every dime. So. Well, you know, had
4: some large... Gambling losses, um, you know, large daily fantasy. See if they can track that losses. crypto. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the crypto. I don't know if anyone can track crypto anymore. I don't know how that um, works. Um, yeah, NFTs and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, <laughs> It's gonna be fun, man, to find out what happens. I'm like one thirty is when the hearing starts, and uh, I'm interested to see who is there. Is you know, he's supposed to be there. Uh, Amit Patel, uh, family, will his family be there? Uh, that's going to be uh, it's going be an interesting couple hours.
2: All right, uh, DRock, have a uh, good week. Have a terrible week in the breakfast bowl, but otherwise a good week, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. All right, Tony Smith, Dylan, you guys both also have awful weeks in the breakfast bowl, please, mm-hmm. but I'll see you both tomorrow. Yep. And uh, Tommy McManus will be in with us, and uh, we'll do keys to victory and hope the Jags can shake this two-game losing skid on Sunday night. Football, that'll do it for us. XL Primetime is next. Keep it right here on
0: 1010XL and 92.5 FM.